Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's curd and long. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Steve Sparky Fiverr from 1250 AM The Fan, along with Ryan Horvath from BetMGM Tonight. You can check him out weeknights along with Trista Crick, and they have a new co-host nowadays. Ryan Horvath, who is your new co-host with you and Trista? Nick Ashew. Nick Ashew from uh, Washington, D.C. So, good guy, really into the NBA, and so uh, hopefully it, uh, hopefully it goes good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how y'all mesh together and get along. Uh, The Packers mesh together just in time uh, to get a victory over the Chicago Bears, uh, 28-19. Early on, it wasn't looking so good. Justin Fields with a breakaway run, uh, and you're like, oh, no, this is going to be Jalen Hurts all over again. Here we go. Uh, But the question is, what did we learn about the Packers uh, in a win over the Chicago Bears? Ryan Horvath. Well, we learned that they're not mathematically dead yet, which is always a good thing because we still have a podcast to do. We have more weeks to talk about this football team. They're going to get a much needed bye week to hopefully get healthier on both sides of the ball. Then next up, it's the Los Angeles Rams. Devastating loss for them yesterday. I mean, they're all beat up. They still got some guys on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Bobby Wagner's out there playing. Jalen Ramsey's out there playing. But offensively, they just shut down Matthew Stafford. He has a neck injury. Uh, They're without Cooper Cup. So that's a very winning game they should easily win that game and then we'll see what goes down on Christmas Day you know Miami tough loss for them yesterday against the San Francisco 49ers and the 49ers man they lost Jimmy Garoppolo right away in that game it didn't really matter Brock Purdy from Iowa State came in won the game the Dolphins right now a little bit beat up themselves Uh, they're without their two tackles right now they're two starting tackles so a rough day yesterday for Tua defensively man far from being a top 10 team, they're giving up over 430 yards a game. So I think the Packers offense should be able to move the ball a little bit. We'll see if they're able to actually stop that offense with Tyreek Hill and two and all those guys. But the season mathematically is still alive. I saw a lot of people on social media actually complaining. They wanted Green Bay to start Jordan Love. They want to evaluate Jordan Love and they want to lose these games because they want a better draft pick. So people were actually complaining People forgot what it's like, man, to carry the G, I think. You always, always, always beat the Chicago Bears. You now have the all-time most wins in NFL history. That stuff matters. And who knows, maybe that's Aaron Rodgers' final start at Soldier Field. I thought 
it was a very enjoyable day. So we learned they're not dead mathematically. We learned there's still some fight in this team. And A.J. Dillon with with a monster game. Uh, the last couple of weeks, this is what we've wanted to see from A.J. Dillon. He's played much better. A little bit worried about Aaron Jones. Those were some vicious tackles that he took yesterday, some big hits. But I'm happy with the result. I always like beating the Chicago Bears, man. I think you uh, will get more into that all time wins record uh, towards the end of the podcast and get into that a little bit more as far as what that actually means to anybody. Uh, But from the aspect of, you know, what I took away from this game, that Bears offensive line did a good job. I don't think they registered a hit officially because I think the one uh, was a personal foul penalty or something. So that was wiped off the book. So I don't think the Bears actually got a, a registered by stats hit on Aaron Rodgers in that game. That says a lot uh, about this Green Bay Packers offensive line. Cause you remember how horrible they were earlier in the year and Rodgers was getting absolutely killed. So you can kind of see the progression that has happened now with this offensive line and how much better this offensive line uh, is starting to play as of late. And to that point, like you said with AJ Dillon um, and to a degree, Aaron Jones who came and went back and forth in the game as he was getting beat up and hurt. Even got to see Patrick Taylor uh, in the game uh, yesterday too. Uh, was the fact that uh, they're starting to open up some holes now for these running backs a little bit. Uh, yeah. A.J. Dillon, like you said, trucking people and kind of running over guys a little bit, making them feel them, uh, which is something we've wanted to see for a while. So I think those were positives that you can take away where we learned uh, about this team. I learned some stuff uh, more about Jair Alexander uh, that I'm not as happy about, but we'll get to that coming up uh, later in the podcast uh, as well. Christian Watson continues to make plays. Uh, and, I mean – I don't know if he's going to win rookie of the year or not, but my God, I mean, he's making a case to be right there at the end of the, at the end of the season for rookie of the year. And the dude didn't play half the season, right? I mean, just unbelievable. Not only is he catching the ball, but then that jet sweep to the house. I mean, very, very impressive and a great block by Sammy Watkins. Do not forget Sammy Watkins block on that play, obviously, but that was, that was nice. That's real nice. That's something else now that a defense has to prepare for. Yeah, I mean, the end around, he had a couple big catches in that game. Alan Lazard was really good in that game, but I love what I'm seeing from Christian Watson right now. You know, first play of the season, he has that big drop, but he burns Patrick Peterson. You know, he creates separation, and that's what you notice when you watch the All-22. This guy is just always open, even when Rodgers isn't getting him the football. Right. He's a guy that defenses have to game plan around. That opens things up for somebody like Alan Lazard, who finally had a big game yesterday. So love what we're seeing from Christian Watson. Again, I don't know if he's going to be rookie of the year, but I mean, look at these numbers he's putting up right now. He's a touchdown machine. He's put himself, you know, in, in, in some of these categories. He was the first rookie wide receiver to score eight touchdowns in a four game span since Randy Moss did that in 1998. I'm not comparing him to Randy Moss, but I mean, Man, he's figuring things out. Imagine when they finally get Romeo Dobbs back. It's crazy because I'm seeing these mock drafts now where people have the Packers taking a wide receiver. They have him taking the kid maybe from TCU. Uh, no. I mean, if you watch the defensive side of the ball, now I know you've spent the last four or five drafts on defense. I think you're going to have to do the same thing, man, because I'm actually feeling pretty damn good about this wide receiver room with those two young kids. Yeah, Dobbs should be back, I would think, for the next game. Rogers said after the game that he tweaked it uh, in practice. He thought that Dobbs had a chance to play this week against the Bears and then tweaked yeah. it, uh, and now he thinks he should be ready in a couple of weeks, so now you get this bye week, obviously. We'll get more into Christian Watson coming up uh, in the next segment as well. The other thing that I know will be given no love on Sports Talk Radio is Packers defense had to make stops in order for the Packer offense to get themselves back into this game. And I know in the first half, it was not good. And I tweeted out in the second half at Sparky Radio, 
Does anybody have any confidence in this defense making enough stops to win this football game? Because I was like, I have my doubts at this point that they can get enough stops for this offense to win this football game. And that defense made enough stops at the end of the day via turnover or whatever in order to get that win. Now, are we going to give Joel Berry some credit for this or are we just going to ignore the fact and say they got lucky against the Chicago Bears? I, I, I don't. Which way do you go on that? I think they made the proper adjustments. I think you have to give some credit to Joe Barry. I think also yesterday we learned a lot of the guys that we rely on really haven't stepped up this year. You know, Jair, it looked like he was going to be the GOAT yesterday. He ends up with that big interception. So I tweeted out even, forgive him. Not, not, not the GOAT of greatest of all time GOAT either. That's not what the GOAT you were referring no, like, to. Yeah, no, no, no. Like the way that we used to consider guys. Yes, like, right. You know, yeah. So, I mean, he gets burned by – St. Brown, which where the hell did that come from? We're going to get to that later. Yes. Then Nikhil Harry too. I mean, I mean, he ends up making the big play, but uh, you can't just throw everything at Joe Barry, even though I haven't loved the scheme. I haven't loved Joe Barry not making the proper adjustments all season long. Yesterday, they finally did. Also, yesterday, guys just stepped up. I mean, Jair comes up with the big pick. Rasul Douglas gives up big plays, but he also makes big plays. He's a takeaway machine, so that's forgiven. Kenny Clark. I feel like that's the first game I've said Kenny Clark's name in the last month, man. I forgot. I, I put him on a milk carton. He had a the second game. one all year that he's actually made an impact. Yeah. You noticed him out on the field yesterday. He had a big game. Somebody got to Kenny Clark, yep. motivated him for that game. So I give everybody credit because like you said, it did not look good in the first half. They're down double digits. Justin Fields is looking like it was looking like we were going to get a repeat performance from what we saw from the Eagles where they went for over 500 yards and rushed for 300 of them with Jalen Hurts. But they, they made the right adjustments. Also, Justin Fields, you know, you really have to just kind of force him to play quarterback. You want him in the pocket. And you saw that in the second half to really bad interceptions I'll say one really bad interception where he throws it into triple coverage at the end of the game there that's the game plan right there but it's easier said than done you know and Justin Fields guy's really good just same thing with Jalen Hurts really good so I know he made Quay look really bad a couple times last week but I thought this was a big bounce back performance and the guys really stepped up in the second half so what about you can feel very little credit okay what about Basaccia and the special teams unit in the special teams unit in that game, I just, I mean, again, Basaccia hasn't been really talked about most of the year unless it's negative. They get decent returns. If they get a blocked extra point or blocked field goal, it's like nobody realizes it. Nobody talks about it the whole next week on Sports Talk. Nobody brings it up. But yeah. again, I mean, Basaccia has got this unit playing better now, similar to the offensive line unit, better now than it was at the beginning of the year. They've progressed and have gotten better. Basaccia has gotten this special teams unit, I feel, turned around for the most part. No, great point. You know, in the block kick and uh, obviously, you know, things have been much better with the return game. And it wasn't just, you know, getting rid of Amari Rogers, although a lot of that has has to do with Amari Rogers no longer being here. But they're setting themselves up. They're setting themselves up in good field position. They're making some plays. Yeah, you do definitely have to shout out the special teams yesterday. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See, I'm excited, and it's nice to have a victory Monday. No, for a don't change. do it. Don't do it and say, well, it was just the Bears. Don't do it. <laughs> no, I mean, that is a really bad football team. But yes, 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 yes. Special teams, much improved. Now I just want to see this moving forward. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Because, again, this is why you can't say, well, it was just the Bears. You had one more win than them. Had they beat you, and that looked like a possibility for about three quarters, had they beat you, y'all would have had the same record as the damn Chicago Bears. So you're not in a position at this point, like if you had eight wins to go, well, you beat the Bears. Who cares? I mean, they're horrible. You can't because you're just as bad as they were for the most part going into the game. You had a fight and claw and everything possible and get a couple of turnovers in order to win the football game at the end of the day. So as a Packer fan, I'm sorry. I'm taking the right away from you to say, well, it was just the Bears. You can't say it this year. You've been able to say it every other year, probably for the last decade. Absolutely. No question. You can make like if the Brewers beat the Pirates. Well, it's the Pirates. Okay, fine. No problem. I get it. But in or the or it's the Houston Texans. Ah, so what? It's the Texans or God awful. Okay, fine. But when you're bad and the Packers are bad, that's what happens. And you and I talked about it last week on our last curtain long about looking ahead at the schedule and saying, maybe they can run the table. Now the dolphins were the one team that you both, both you and I said on Christmas, Oh, that might be ugly. That may not be so good at the end of the day, but if they're not healthy, you know, right. if they're not healthy come Christmas day and they're still having issues with guys getting on the field, the Packers may have more of a chance that we give them credit for. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And defensively, you could get Miami. They're giving up 320 yeah. yards. They're beat up in the secondary right now. And you'll have Dobbs back by that point. You could also run the ball on them. I mean, they have a really good pass rush, obviously. But like you said, yeah, you'll have Dobbs back. That was a big win. The block kick was huge yesterday. And it's it's going to be huge just to get this team healthy. You get a little bit right. healthier with the bye week. You get this late bye, and now it comes into play. And then you get the Rams right out of the bye. That's the biggest part about this all. The Rams are an absolute That's an easy player win. right now. That like, should be a win. Chance Man McVay's in the broadcast booth. Aaron Donald hangs it up and retires. No. I don't no, know. No, I know, it's no, no. I know. Well, I mean, that was what it was looking like after the Super Bowl. And then they all came back, and it's just been a mess of a season. I don't know. I can see maybe McVay heading to the broadcast booth. Definitely. No. I don't, I don't know if Aaron Donald's retiring at 30 years old after a really crappy season like this. No. But, no, no. We're both no. sticking with the Packers, man. It's just they're five and eight right now. I can't believe that we're in this situation. Five and eight. They literally could get back to being. So let's see. They could be back to what? 500 before they play the Dolphins? Or they don't be. There's only one game before that. No, there's only one game. So they would be six and eight going into that Dolphins game then, right? Because they only have one game between now and the Dolphins because you have a bye week. Because they got the bye. Yes. They'd be six and eight after the Rams. Man. January 1st, Minnesota at Lambeau Field. Well, they were on the table. They're nine and eight to finish the season. Oh, yeah. Goodness. And, and and look at all the help that they got yesterday. You know, Seattle. Uh, well, Seattle actually ends up winning that game, but they got a tie yesterday between the commanders. But does that help them or hurt them, the tie? See, and that's what I'm that's I think it hurt point. them. I don't think it helped them. The, the tie hurts them? I think the tie hurts them. I don't. I think you wanted one of those teams to flat out lose. 
Because that well, that half a game could be the could be the deciding factor here. Because you didn't beat either one of them. That's true, and and I think that the big thing was yesterday was it looked like the Rams were going to steal that game at home against Seattle. They end up losing twenty seven twenty three, yep. but that was a big win for Seattle. Now they got seven wins. I feel like what you have to do right now. I mean, everybody else has already given up on the season, but you just have to win these games and not look at what's going around the NFC because you just have to take care of business and win these games. May not see Jordan Love at any point the rest of the year. All right, uh, let's go to topic number two. What former NFL player is the comparison for Christian Watson? I talked with Jacob Morley uh, for our interview uh, for 1250amthefan.com on our Odyssey app, Best Packers Coverage, or Fan On Demand. I do it. Uh, we do different interviews after the Packer games each week, and Jacob Morley and I talked last night. And I asked him this question because we brought up the stat you brought up earlier about Randy Moss, four-game stretch, and all these touchdowns. And I was like, Jacob, I'm sorry, dude. I'm, like, I'm not there on Randy Moss. He is not freaking Randy Moss. So come up with somebody else. Uh, and he agreed that he's not Randy Moss either. And he came up with a taller version of Deshaun Jackson, that maybe that's who this dude is. Maybe he's a, just a taller Deshaun Jackson, and that's kind of who he reminds uh, Jacob Morley of. Uh, for you, who is your player? Former NFL player, current NFL player? I guess it doesn't matter. I put former, but I guess it doesn't really matter. Who's that guy that Christian Watson reminds you of? You know who he kind of reminds me a little bit, but he's a lot faster. He reminds me of um, like if you watch, he's a current player right now. I'm a big T Higgins fan. That's who I wanted a couple years ago out of Clemson, but instead they went with Jordan Love. But the similarities are there because they're both six foot four, 215 pounds. They both really run well. They both create separation. What I like about Watson with that size is, yeah, he could just burn defensive backs. He could burn safeties. You can't put a linebacker on him. I think you're going to be able to get creative with them too. You saw yesterday on that end around, man, but you could put him in the slot. You could play him on the outside. The difference is with T Higgins, because they moved Jamar Chase all around, Higgins primarily plays on the outside right now because they have Boyd in the slot. But I mean, I see the player comps right there because also in the red zone, he's just such a huge factor because he has the back shoulder, but he could also catch those jump balls. He could catch the ball in traffic, even when he doesn't create separation. So I see some T Higgins in him. I really like that Deshaun Jackson player comp just because of the speed though. That's what I love about Watson. I don't really have a comp. I mean, he's not Randy Moss. Nobody ever, I will never compare anybody to Randy Moss, but because of the side and the speed, like he's like a unicorn. He's like something that we've never really seen, but he does have a little T Higgins in him. And I do want them. I can't wait to see what they do with him in the red zone a little bit more because he is so big, tall. And imagine he's only going to get stronger too. I haven't looked at what the guy's 40 time was or how tall he was, but in the offense that he played, he was a guy that kind of took the top off the defense. It could be that next level guy because of how fast he was. So Watson may be faster than him, but for me, the guy that comes to my mind is Elvin Harper the old wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys that was opposite Michael Irvin. You know, he was that guy. Irvin would be the guy that, you know, would go across the middle, do all that other stuff. Uh, and Harper was that guy that would make those big plays while all the focus was on Michael Irvin. I think he has to be better than Elvin Harper in order for this to be worthwhile for the Packers. I think, you know, that's the other thing Morley and I talked about is, you know, is he a guy that can be the true number one? right? MVS took the top off uh, of opposing defenses. He's not a true number one by any stretch of the imagination. Can Christian Watson be that true number one? And Marley pointed out that, well, the Bears defended him like he was their one. Sure. 
every team has a number one wide receiver by default. It's just like saying, well, that guy is the number one pitcher for the Pirates, so he's the he's an ace. No, he's the number one pitcher. That does not mean he's an ace. There's only a handful of guys that can dominate, like Corbin Burns and DeGrom and Verlander and these guys. By the way, the Verlander-DeGrom money is so stupid right now uh, in Major League Baseball. But imagine how much Corbin Burns is going to get paid and, and oh, yeah. Woodruff. Uh, but by either way, so, right. So from that perspective – you know, just because you're the one doesn't mean you're a true one in this league. I, I don't know if he ends up being a true one. I guess time will tell on that. But like you said, you, you speed, you, you're not going to get that much faster when you're drafted. Either you have it or you don't. And he has it. And that's what really quick. I'll throw one more out there. Guy passed away. But remember Vincent Jackson? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he uh, man. I mean, same thing, though. He was six foot four. He was 241 pounds, and I'll never forget in the 40, at the 40, you know, he only ran like a 4-5, but at the time everybody was talking about this guy like he was like the fastest receiver on the board, and then he ended up running like a 4-3 later on, but he had a really bad combine, but he ended up being a three-time pro bowler, big, tall, strong, fast. He's got a little Vincent Jackson in him too, but I mean, I just, I can't believe how good he is year one. That was my problem. You know, I, I had no problem taking Christian Watson. I really like Romeo Dobbs in college. I just wanted another veteran because it's hard to rely on these guys year one, these rookie wide receivers, but the league's changing. Like look at last year, Jamar chase played in right. the Super Bowl. He was ridiculous. T Higgins was really good. His rookie year. Look at all these guys, you know, Garrett Wilson this year for the jets. Uh, the kid for the saints is really good. Chris Olave from Ohio state. So these receivers, they're just picking things up right away, but it's so this great quote, to- this quote from Aaron Rodgers after the game, I got this from Ryan Woods' Twitter account. All the quotes I have are coming from Woods' uh, Twitter account. Give me a press gazette because he's my guy uh, and Brian's guy. Uh, this is Rodgers' take, Aaron Rodgers' take on Christian Watson's lightning quick rise to stardom. Quote, it's a rapid wild development that it's hard to think about another player who goes from being kind of here and there, minimal production, to go-to type player, home run player, end quote. Aaron, dude hadn't been in the league five years, hadn't been in the league three years. I mean, you're acting like he's some run-of-the-mill dude who all of a sudden just popped off one year and had a career year. This was his rookie year. He was hurt and out and missed how many games because of it. Just now is he getting a full stretch of games where he's been able to be healthy. Like, I hate that comp. By saying that, you just completely – diminished like the whole season in my mind like oh he was out there and just wasn't doing anything all of a sudden whoop, one day the light the the light switch turned on and watson blew up like that's i just see now though now those excuses those games where watson would go down on the first drive and we'd go to the podium and rogers would yes. say well we had all these packages for that Christian was the washington watson. game i think yes yeah, yeah. And, and now it makes sense because now we see the see how talented this guy is when he gets the ball in space, what he could do with it, what he could do after the catch, the speed that he has. It it all makes sense. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Imagine if they had Christian Watson on the field with Devontae Adams. 
Oh my God. Why, why would you do that? Let's just try and stay. Because how would you get? Because if you watched Devante the last four games, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the best receiver on the planet. Imagine Christian Watson in the slot. Christian Watson is everything that we always wanted MVS to be. Yes. Well, MVS had himself a nice little day yesterday, had a couple drops, but he's kind of turned into the receiver we always wanted MVS to yep. be. Unfortunately, he's doing it in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. But this is what the Packers have always needed. They need the speedster, man. Now, if they could get another veteran on the outside in the offseason, Offense could be fully back, but we don't got to talk about that. All right, Jair Alexander, has he regressed? Do you like the constant trash talking? Let's talk about the trash talking first. Most okay. game quotes from Jair Alexander. This is unbelievable. Yeah. The Nikhil Carey catch. Man, that was lucky, says Alexander. I was getting ready to pick that one, too. I was getting ready to pick it. But then he held the ball and he ran somewhere. And as he's running, I'm looking on the Jumbotron. I'm like, wow, he really just threw it. So, like, I'm like, oh, snap. It was my first time ever seeing a ball get thrown on the Jumbotron while I'm running. It was crazy, end quote. I quote tweeted this from Wood. And I was like, I've talked a lot of defensive backs in the NFL through interviews. I've seen a ton of quotes. Pretty sure that's the first time I've ever seen a DB say he got caught up watching the Jumbotron during a damn play, and that's how he got beat. That's amazing to me, Ryan. That That's not, oh, you didn't do your fundamentals right, or you were in the wrong wrong coverage, or nothing like that. No, you, you just flat out said, I was watching Jumbotron, I got to see what was going on. Oh, and a guy went somewhere, and I lost him. What? I, just, I get a kick out of him, though, man, because – He's like the defensive back version of Aaron Rodgers. And I get a kick out of it because he's never really in the wrong. I just like where he comes out and he's like, man, that was lucky because he's never going to give any credit to any of these wide receivers. And I got to admit, Sparky, that's what I love about him, though, because think of one defensive, think of one top corner in this league that wasn't cocky, didn't talk trash. Growing up, it was Deion Sanders. Now, look at all these guys. And here's the thing. You want them all to be He thinks he's Deion. He's not. But, but they all do. See, like, same thing with Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey gets burned a lot. He's a oh, great he's, corner. Yeah, no. uh, the, 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 the kid from uh, Dallas as well. Not, not, not the kid, but Diggs. Diggs, it's either going to be a pick six or he's getting burned for six. I just feel like that's the league right now, man. But I do like the trash talking from Jair. I don't like when they're down 21 points and the defense has given up 400 yards to the Eagles on primetime and him and uh, – you know, Rasul are doing their secret handshake or him and Savage right. are doing the handshake and they're doing the Lambo leap down three scores. I mean, this defense has been terrible this season. They can't cover a crossing route. Do not celebrate. But I mean, he comes up with the big play. Right. Has what about this quote? What about this quote? Jerry Alexander on uh, the deal with uh, EQ. Yeah, uh, th- th- this is another one that I-, I am absolutely amazed by. Quote, I was like, man, he's a scrub. I can't believe I let him catch that over me. But hats off to him because he did make a good catch. Hey, man, look here. teammate that was just on this team last year. This is my thing, right? So, like, do dudes like this guy? Like, do dudes roll with this guy? Or is it just dudes on the defense that roll with this guy? Because clearly these two guys aren't guys. Clearly him and EQ were not hanging and rolling together in Green Bay. Because if you were, if that's your friend, and you come on and call him a scrub, you ain't friends no more. I mean, that <laughs> – I I just I just shook my head like, man, you have been getting burned a majority of the year. Almost every game one time, he gets yeah. beat on a big play. Almost every game. Now, 
And I tweeted it yesterday when he got it. I'm like, well, good thing he got the interception. Because I'll tell you this, if they would have lost that game, I'm, I was coming on this podcast and I was pointing at him. That's why you lost it. That dude killed you. And instead, he saved his t- own tail end and saved that game for him. Yeah, he was sitting on one of those all day. He was going to pick one of those off. He's not the problem with this defense. I'll say this, but he has regressed. And Do I know you think the folks- he's freelancing because I've heard people bring this up, Ryan. People think he's now so irritated with this Joe Barry scheme that he's freelancing and doing what he wants instead of what Joe Barry wants him to do. I have no evidence or proof of this, but I'm seeing one after another on social media continue to bring this up like he's rebelling against what Joe Barry actually wants him to do. That's exactly where I was going to go. I don't know if he's regressed, but this has been a down year for his standards last year. And also, you know, he's coming back from a pretty serious injury. I wanted to see if he was going to be willing to tackle because remember he was available for San Francisco. What did he play in that game? Like 11, 12 snaps. He was in there at the end of the game. It didn't look like he was interested in making a tackle. Understandable when you're coming back from a shoulder injury as a DB. He's already not the biggest guy. He's gotten more physical as the years went on. And I was going to say, I wonder almost if he's freelancing out there because we've heard the comments after some of these games that he wants to shadow somebody like Stephon Diggs or he wants to shadow Terry McLaurin. The problem, I was at that game in Washington Terry McLaurin cooked them four times, though, man. And so, you know, I'm not sticking up for Joe Barry here. You're paying him top corner money. I want him covering the top receivers in the league. I want him following Justin Jefferson, especially, you know, week one. Man, that that nightmare. But still, uh, I do think that there is a little bit of that out there, man. I, I don't think that he fully buys into this game. But still, that's no excuse. You're getting paid as a top corner in this league. You need to be a top corner in this league. I'm glad he ends up coming up with the big pick. I don't think he's the only problem with this defense, but there's definitely been some regression. He hasn't been an all pro this season. And that's when the trash talk will kind of drive you nuts. But yesterday, I kind of got a kick out of it. And I agree about St. Brown. I've agreed since he was at Notre Dame. And also, I'm thinking after I read that, I'm like, what do the, what do the rest of the locker room think about this wide receiver room? Maybe Rodgers is throwing these guys under the bus, and it's rightfully so, man. Maybe that's why Devontae's gone, because he wanted some help. That's why he was trying to recruit OBJ last season, because he was sick of playing with guys like MVS, who, yeah, he could get open, but he can't catch the football. Alan Lazard's a nice fourth or fifth option on these teams. But if Jair Alexander is calling St. Brown a scrub, what does everybody else in that locker room think about these dudes that Brian yeah. Gooding is bringing in to play wide receiver? I don't know. I kind of got a kick out of it yesterday, but it's been very frustrating this season. Um, but he did come up with the big play, so I don't want to rag on the guy. This is, this is the thing, right? So you are going to have to face good players in Miami when you face them, Jair. You're going to have to face Minnesota again, Jair. So you're going to have two opportunities where you can go shut somebody down or you're going to get torched. One or the other. We'll find out which one it is. But if they're going to beat Miami, he's going to have to make a couple plays. More than likely. If they're going to win Christmas Day, he's going to have to get to a once or twice in that game to kind of change the field. I mean, him and uh, Rasul are both going to have to have big days because Ah, the difference is because here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you take on Miami, man, it isn't just shut down Tyreek Hill. Who's Rashad going to run with? He can't it's, run with Tyreek Hill. He can't well, run he, with Waddle. Who's he going to run say, with? Is he running with Jalen Waddle? No. That's my who's, thing. Like, who's I, covering the middle of the field? Guys like Mike Gesicki, who they don't even want in Miami, man. But, like, who's covering those guys? I don't know. Who's stopping? And, and here's the scariest part about it all. Let's say because you do have still statistically a top 10, top 15 pass defense. The Packers do. 
But last week we saw they missed 20 tackles. It looked like they were going to miss 20 more against Chicago, and they made the right adjustments on the defensive side of the ball for the second half. But also that's Chicago and David Montgomery. What is Mike McDaniels known for? As great as that passing attack is and two has been this season, he was the run game coordinator for San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan calls him the best offensive mind he's ever been around. Think of those zone runs that he's going to have ready for Green Bay. Oh, my God. That could be a nightmare, man. That's how we have to spend Christmas. Let's think happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. still to come. Beat the Bears yesterday. Rodgers talking trash at Soldier Field. Jair steps up with the big play. Kenny Clark made some big plays. Hell, we saw there were some Dean Lowry appearances yesterday. He blocked a field goal, yeah. They take that guy's money away from him, and then all of a sudden he's making some plays out there. I don't understand what the point of that was either, but I'm sure – also, sorry, really quick, having uh, Campbell back out on the field yesterday, huge, and you saw that yesterday. Oh, for sure, yeah. And that, yeah, helps, no that helps Quay out there a lot as well. Again, he doesn't have to think as much. Devondre has the green dot. Get everybody lined up. Quay, just go make plays, man. And I'm fine. Quay leads all rookies and tackles. We knew there were going to be some bad moments. And if you watched him right. at Georgia, that was the knock on him there. Also, game ball goes to – and any anytime he's been on the field – uh, sorry, this is a lot of this is just coming to me because that game feels like it was like six <laughs> hours long. Why it was awesome yesterday. More of him, please. We've been asking for more of him for weeks in place of Dean Lowry. Uh, okay, last topic here. I, I'm just interested. What, what does the Packers having the most wins in NFL history mean to you? The Packers now 787. The Bears now 786. The first time the Bears have not had the most wins in NFL history. Uh, that number goes down. How? What does it mean to you, diehard Packer fan, Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Yeah, it means everything to me, man. That's why that game meant everything to me yesterday. I went on Facebook and I just threw a a shout out to, because I come from Illinois, obviously all my friends, half of my family, Bears fans. And I just gave them a big F you to start my day. I said, F the Bears and their fan base, because it still means something. This is still a rivalry. I know the Bears have been pretty much garbage the last decade plus, other than a few decent years in there. But, uh, that's what I love about being a Green Bay Packer fan. I like the tradition. I'm going to the game here in two weeks, January 1st against Minnesota. Even if they're knocked out of playoff contention, I'll still be there. I'll do the Hall of Fame tour. I'll go on the field. I uh, I love it. I love the tradition. And You're going to sled down the hill, though. I don't sled. And you should sled down the hill. You know there's you a rule in the Horvath family after my son broke his femur a couple of years ago. No more sledding. In no, there's no, but there's no trees at the end of the hill. Just get on the side. No, I'll leave the sledding to Mark Murphy and Brian Gudikins when they should be going out and signing big name free agents. Are you Mark and the kid Murphy. both going to the game? Yeah, and my wife. Oh, then you got to go down the sled. You got to close the chapter on the sledding fiasco. I'll see. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. I mean, but it means about it. Have I somebody love, take I a picture. This, I somebody, love this football team, Sparky. Have somebody I love take that a picture. Have somebody take a picture of you sledding down the hill like Mark Murphy. And then, you know and then tweet it out. I will. I, you know what? I will. Actually, that's good content. That's good for the podcast right there. Yeah. You know what? Though? I feel like a lot of people, everybody is entitled town for a reason. But I feel like there's a lot of people out there. Everybody shut down Aaron Rodgers, trade Rodgers. Why don't we just enjoy the last two good years with Aaron Rodgers that we have as fans? The guy yeah. that quarterbacked that quarterback this franchise to a Super Bowl, yeah. right? How many years? How many winning seasons is what I'm asking you. So I, I feel like you know what? If I, I feel like people they kind of forget about what it means to be a Packer fan. You should move out to the East Coast, go to two Commanders games, that dump of a stadium. Nobody cares. When I was there, it was 80% Green Bay fans. There's more Giant fans here. There's more Jet fans here. There's more Cowboy fans here in Washington, D.C. So 
I think people need to uh, remember what it means to carry. He is Ryan Horvat educating you on what it means to carry the G. Check him out, BetMGM tonight. Him, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu. Is that how you say it? How do you say it? Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Ashu. Is that right? Yeah. Nick Ashu. Nick Ashu. I would have. I would have fun with that. Uh, so check out those three weeknights, BetMGM tonight. While the games are going on, you have them on to make you laugh. Uh, and Ryan Horvath just doesn't miss. Uh, Bart Winkler was giving you some props the other day on the, on Utah, right? And the Pac-12? Yeah, I had uh, two preseason picks came home. I won a bunch of money this weekend. The Utah Utes, who opened up plus 400 to win the Pac-12. Nice. We got them, though, plus 260 again. And uh, then uh, Toledo was plus 400. Toledo. They won. See, that's you what know I like. When you have a gambling problem when you're betting on Toledo. That's no, 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 when you know no, no, you have no, no, a gambling no. problem when you're betting on Toledo, Horvath. Hey, that's a hell of a Mac program. <laughs> Bet them last year. They didn't bring it home. Nor- the Mac, you always get really good value because one year a team could win one game and then the next year they could hey. go eight and three. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I- I'll say this I do have a tie to Toledo. The program, not football, though. But my guy Todd Kowalczyk is the head coach for the Toledo basketball program. So I do have a little bit of a tie. Former Marquette assistant coach and UW-Green Bay uh, head coach. Ryan Harbaugh, thanks so much. We'll do this again on Wednesday, my friend. Thank you. Toodles.